Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. D. This is something special for you. It's time for Cougar Sports on ESPN 960. This is something special for you. Here's your host, Ben Criddle. Welcome in Cougar Sports, ESPN 960. This is Cougar Country. I'm Ben Criddle, broadcasting, as always, live from our Wasatch Medical Clinic, WasatchMedicalClinic.com studios. Remember to stop living with ED. Live without it today at Wasatch Medical Clinic, WasatchMedicalClinic.com. Get off the pill and uh, get the pulsed wave technology into your life. Pulsed wave technology opens up those blood vessels where they count uh, so that you can uh, have the intimacy and spontaneity that you once experienced as a young lad. Contact them today, 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000, Wasatch Medical Clinic, wasatchmedicalclinic.com. Got a great show for you, a Friday edition, uh, almost a Christmas Eve edition of Cougar Sports. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and a Happy New Year as uh, we welcome in, uh, we're almost uh, to 2023. Uh, the eyes on the prizes, the Big 12 is upon us. Very excited uh, about a, uh, a holiday season uh, with uh, uh, with a, a huge gift, a huge present, uh, that's going to be given to us in 2023. I uh, heard the news earlier this year, right, that uh, BOU is going to the Big 12, and now we get to really, truly transition into that Big 12 era and celebrate it. Hopefully it impacts the recruiting ranking. Hopefully it impacts uh, possibly a transfer portal prospect or two coming to BYU as well. We're going to break it all down today here on your Cougar Sports Insider Radio Network, ESPN 960. Make sure you keep us locked in on that 960 AM dial. You can stream us from the website, ESPN960sports.com. The TuneIn app as well, the ESPN 960 app. You can download the app from the respective app store. You can also tell your smart speaker, hey, smart speaker, listen to Cougar Sports event. Hey, smart speaker, listen to the ESPN 960 app. You can download the podcast as well. iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, Spotify. Give us a rating. Give us a review. You can follow me on Twitter at Criddle Benjamin. Follow us on Twitter at ESPN 960 Sports. You can also call in on the Chubby's Cafe hotline. The call-in line open to Cougar fans in Cougar Country, 844-442-0960. That's 844-442-0960. Always open to Cougar fans in Cougar Country. you got a question, you got a commentary, you have a thought, uh, you have a, 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 an inquiry, please hit us up. Uh, via Twitter at Criddle Benjamin at ESPN 960 Sports or hit me up on the Chubby's Cafe call in line 844-442-0960. So I've already put out a number of questions that I want to address today. How important was it to retain Max Tooley for the next, for next season? Max Tooley a couple of days ago said he's running it back. He's bringing it back. 
He's coming back. Mad Max, Maximus Decimus Meridius. You're going to see Mac baptize that man in the hole. Hit him yeah. back. Talk about physicality. There it is. Nothing better than uh, RG3 talking about uh, Max Dooley baptizing some uh, Baylor Bears. Uh, by the way, the Baylor Bear offensive line got baptized with a nice loss uh, versus the Air Force Academy, right? Uh, that was uh, a defense that uh, no wonder Eric Mateos and Jeff Grimes are going after Clark Barrington and Campbell Barrington. They need some help on that offensive line right now, by the way. Anywho, that's neither here nor there. Maybe I'll address that later on, but thought that was interesting. Uh, RG3, shout out to you, and shout out to Maximus Decimus Meridius Tulis. Uh, can't wait to see you ball out in Cougar Blue once again. But he uh, took to social media, had uh, a nice little mixtape that he dropped for the season, and uh, we are excited to welcome him back, talking about Max Tooley today. Uh, also, Zach Wilson struggled last night. Once again, he got benched uh, midway through the game. Has Zach Wilson played his last snaps as a New York Jet. We'll address that as well. Also, I want to celebrate Chris Brooks. Okay, we're we're already talking about 2023 and the recruiting class and signing class, etc. Chris Brooks was a great fit for BYU, and he produced, in my opinion. We're already forgetting just how impactful he was. Um, was he as good as Tyler Algier? It's hard to follow a legendary Cougar who's one of the best running backs in the NFL, <laughs> and he was one of the best running backs in college football the last two seasons, 2020-2021. Uh, very few college running backs produced as much as Tyler Algier and were as effective as Tyler Algier. So whenever you're following an all-time great, it's very difficult to meet that standard. And I think he did a, a very good job. In, in fact, uh, averaging 6.3 yards per carry and six touchdowns, 817 yards, just a hair under um, under uh, 1,000 yards. But he only had 130 attempts, guys. So uh, if he had not had a hamstring issue uh, earlier this year and uh, kind of taking a step back from that rotation in the running back room. I think he could have been a 1,000-yard rusher, and I think we would have considered him one of the, the, the great BYU backs. I, I know it's hard to say that, but I do believe in a single season he would have been one of the great ones. But 6.3 yards per carry, you look at that as far as uh, the all-time stat leaders with a minimum of maybe 100 rushes in a season, he's – in elite company. He, he's at the top of the food chain. I mean, very few are even close to him. 6.3 yards per carry? you got to be kidding me. So on a season, okay, I mean, there's been guys like Luke Staley, right, averaging 8 yards a carry. That was his Doak Walker Award season. Um, Tyler Algier averaged 5.8 yards per per carry in 2021. Pete Van Valkenburg in 1972 averaged six yards per carry. Jamal Williams in 2016, his best year, was 5.9 yards per carry. He had 234 carries, though, 100 more than my guy Chris Brooks. Taysom Hill, the run-in quarterback, 5.5 yards per carry in 2013. Man, he was running a lot of football. Uh, toting the uh, toting, toting for tutties as well. He had 10 rushing touchdowns. Ronnie Jenkins, 5.2. Uh, Jamal Williams had 5.7 in 2013. Just go down the list of former BYU greats. Harvey Unga, 5 yards per carry in 2007, one of his best seasons. Tyler Algier had 7.5 in 2020, the COVID year. So you give him uh, a, a lot of love there. But very few guys are in that 
in that particular realm. Casey Tuamalu back in 1983 averaged 6.3 yards per carry on 134 totes that season. He had 849 yards, so that was similar to the big back Chris Brooks. But, I mean, he's a, on the season, he's a top 10 running back all time in BYU football history with his season production, single season production, um, at least from an efficiency standpoint. So I, I want to celebrate that today. Shout out to my man, uh, Chris Brooks. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for Aiden Robbins, but I want to celebrate Chris Brooks as well today. So chime in, talk to us at Criddle Benjamin. Uh, at ESPN 960 Sports, let's fire up the ESPN 960 starting lineup music so I can introduce you to my co-host and the rest of the Star Center cast will be joining us for this Friday edition, holiday edition of Cougar Sports. Coming in hot, uh, he's uh, going back-to-back, giving all, all manner of takes. He was down at BOU basketball uh, that the Marriott Center watching BOU take on the Weber State Wildcats. A little Cougar on Cougar action last night, and the BOU Cougars came out, came out victorious. Let's welcome in Sean Walker, KSL.com. What's up, Sean? Cougar on Cougar, Cougar on Wildcat, Cosmo on Waldo action. Uh, don't subscribe to that one on OnlyFans, actually. That's a bad idea. What? Cosmo on Waldo. Yeah, we're <laughs> oh not going to go there. We're not going to go there. I have uh, never been to OnlyFans, <laughs> so I've never been to the website. Neither but, have I. Neither have I. We're not going to go there. We're not is there go a BYU OnlyFans website? Oh, like, there, are is several, there, like... there are several BYU OnlyFans websites. I do know that. Oh, really? <laughs> I've seen them. I've seen links to them floating around Twitter. Again, like they, they like focus go... solely on BYU sports? Yeah, I mean, they advertise themselves as BYU fans ah, with OnlyFans. I have no idea what type of hashtag content they publish because, like I said, I've never actually visited the website. But... They, I do know they exist, and that's about as far as I'm willing to go with their presumed. Okay, all right. Well. So, uh, but yeah, no, no more, no more OnlyFans. Let's talk some basketball. Let's talk some football. Uh, I loved your monologue about Chris Brooks, by the way. There, I think he's been sorely lacking in the amount of love he's been getting. He's he's been a very very good running back. Uh, for BYU this past year, and one thing I really like about transfers coming to BYU, Ben, is when they. Like these are guys who come in as one or two year mercenaries, mm-hmm. and they fully embrace the BYU experience, being a BYU student, being like just learning a new culture. Because let's be honest, Provo is a different culture from a lot of the United States, especially parts of California that uh, Christopher Brooks is from. And Chris really did that. He really got involved with the community. He really got involved. He made a lot of friends here. Uh, he uh, he told us before the bowl game that uh, he would do it all over again. He loved everything about his BYU experience, and I just hope. I do hope the BYU fans, yeah, you know, it's okay that maybe they expected a little bit more out of him, but I hope they also appreciate what they got out of Chris Brooks. I do too. Yeah. Uh, very excited to talk about Chris Brooks today. Chime in on 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 you know what what was your favorite moment uh, with uh, with Chris Brooks this season? Your favorite run from Chris Brooks? He had some really good ones this year. All right, uh, Gavin Lee on the social media. Let's welcome in Bryce Larson behind the glass. Bryce, how you doing today, bro? I'm doing great. Doing great. Uh, Sad to see Zach struggle last night a little bit, but uh, I think, you know, there's better places for him to be. Uh, needs some help around him, but uh, it's it's hard to tell what's going on. I think the Jets might have killed his confidence a little bit when they put him uh, on the bench for a couple games, so you never know. But hopefully uh, he, he figures everything out. Maybe there's another team out there that's going to give him another shot. And maybe Salah said the other day that... Uh, this isn't the last they'll see of Zach, so maybe he'll get another chance and, and he can turn it around. Uh, a new place for a New York quarterback coming from our own resident Falcoholic. 
could we see a reunion between Zach Wilson and uh, Tyler Algier in the ATL? Maybe. Uh, we've seen Arthur Smith take some rocky quarterbacks and, and kind of turn them around like Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee with a big back in the backfield yeah. and Derrick Henry. So yeah, I think he'd fit more of the offensive style of Arthur Smith. That's so true. That's very maybe true. Maybe there is something there to it. I, I, you know what? I wouldn't be totally opposed to that, but I think we got some guests and whatnot that we can maybe get into a little bit about, about the Zach Wilson career, though. No doubt about it. At 4.05, we'll welcome in John Beck, former BYU great, the owner of the Alpha, the Omega of, uh, of 3DQB, the quarterback scientist, will join us. Kevin Knight, the Falcoholic, will join us at 4.30, giving us an update on Tyler Algier and his productivity the last four games. Dallin Hall, join us at 5.30. He has been uh, a, a really good basketball player for the Cougs. as only a Monster. true freshman just a beast at that day. He's, he's a big, strong, fast yep. kid. Like, he really is. He finishes well, and he's only getting better. And I uh, can't wait to see what Down Hall can do uh, down the stretch for this season. We're only in December, and he's starting to hit his stride. Great win over Weber State last night. Let's celebrate. He might have a, a special guest join us maybe at 5.05. I'll keep you locked in and loaded with all manner of information. Let's get into the nitty-gritty, though. Always brought to you by Bucked Up, BuckedUp.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we are pleased to present our dancers with their interpretation of the nitty gritty. So, anyways, let's get down to the nitty gritty. The Nitty Gritty, always brought to you by BuckedUpBuckedUp.com. Go to BuckedUp.com and purchase some uh, some supplements, some focused nutrition today. One of my favorite things right now is the gummies. Get gummified with your vitamins at BuckedUpBuckedUp.com. Uh, I hate taking the uh, the pills. It's not fun for me. It takes me a minute to like, kind of you know, drink down all those, swallow all those pills, and it, it can be a long and arduous process. In fact, and sometimes you got to chase it with maybe like a green smoothie, and uh, just to, so you don't get the the vitamin taste, get the vitamin taste out of your mouth. Well, gummies is the way to go now. Gummy. Uh, uh, multivitamins, gummy, uh, branched amino acids, whatever you need, you got gummies uh, now at your disposal at buckedup, buckedup.com. Check it out. Go to the website. Use that Criddle 20 coupon code, Criddle 20, Criddle 20, Criddle 20, to get those gummies today. Before we get into um, the BYU basketball game, just because it's, uh, it's front and center, I, I want to evaluate the saga of Zach Wilson, okay, and look at the timeline here because – as BYU fans, obviously we're going to be extremely protective of Zach, and we're going to say, I told you so, right off the bat. Knee-jerk reaction is going to be, we knew that Zach would be ruined by the New York Jets. That is the confirmation bias that we have. There's objective data to support that he would be ruined in New York as well, though. But the thought was, new GM, new coaching staff, uh, a new era of New York Jets football, they were going to build around him, all those things. Well, it, it, it looked to be that like Zach showed more promise last year uh, prior to his knee injury, his PCL injury, than he probably has this year. And, um, you know, he did get injured preseason as well uh, to, to start the year. But at least there was, like, uh, you know, a lot of hope from the – 
the New York Jets fan base, even maybe the media, that Zach would would figure it out. That Salah and Lafleur and 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 the organization would figure out how to use him, how to extract the potential, to make things a little bit easier for him. The the easy plays. Uh, have been difficult for Zach. The hardest plays have been uh, pretty cool to watch Zach execute. Um, but last night, okay, there's been plenty of ups and downs. There was a severe, you know, downturn in his trajectory. And, and one wonders whether or not he will ever play as a New York Jet again. Now, Salah, postgame, I don't know if we have this sound, uh, but I do want to play that here momentarily. I think Salah feels like it's not the last that we're going to see of Zach. I don't think they want to give up on him just yet. But you were replaced last night after a, a, a piss poor performance. Yep. Uh, you know, completing half of your passes and accumulating, generating 75, 80 yards or so of offense. And your quarterback for your scout team quarterback, who was elevated to the active roster because there was inclement weather on the horizon was inserted in the second half and sparked the offense and led them on a drive of 80 yards. So he, in one drive, accumulated just as much or more productivity than Zach Wilson had done in an entire half. And that is why fans Same were, number of points, though. Same, same number, number of points, points yeah. Both so, two sakes. Yeah. I, I just got to throw that in there. There's but, always, but you're right. You're yeah, right. Yeah, yes. yeah, I get it. Yeah. The, Zach Wilson is struggling, okay? We're going to protect yes. him no doubt as BYU fans. But we have to be less emotional and more objective here. Um, Zach is not playing good football. He, like, I, I mean, he's just not making good decisions. The ball was a little bit wet in this game. Um, the two games that he's really struggled in were his games in which... His receivers a little bit off now. Yeah, well, yeah. It, it was cold, it was wet, it was snowing, it was windy. These two games, okay, one was in a prime time, one was against a division rival, you're right, these these games were high-profile games. Yep. New England Patriots and then the Jacksonville Jaguars, who Home have like finale, the... finale, I think, they end with... Do the Jets end with back-to-back road games, I believe? I think last night was their home finale. Yeah, they they yeah. they have had a four yeah. they have a four game losing streak. I think at home right now. This is not good. This is not great. Yeah. This is not wonderful yeah. at all. Yeah, Zach I mean, Wilson. It was, it was a big opportunity and a and a prime time performance. The only game of the night, Thursday night football, and and Zach did not make good use of it at all. Quite the opposite. He he probably deserved to be benched. Okay. Yes. He he deserved to be I, Zach. I don't know if this is a mental thing. I don't know if this is a physical thing. Some fans, some analysts, some pundits will say that he was a fraud from the beginning and he should yeah. have never have been a first-round, second-overall draft pick. I remember Colin Coward pontificating on his platform saying uh, statistically that there's going to be a bust in – the quarterback draft class of 2020, uh, 2021. And he labeled Zach Wilson as the potential bust. I want to see Zach Wilson take this adversity and hopefully turn it into a success story. Right now, it's not looking all that good for him. Okay, 
in I mean, his QBR is at 37.5. His completion rate is 54.5%, 1,600 yards passing, six touchdowns, seven INTs. And he's not – he's athletic. He's not running the ball either. Trevor Lawrence last night with his big, long strides was able to pick up first downs with his legs. Okay, Zach isn't running a whole lot because, you know, he's had some injuries. Uh, he's trying to extend plays, keep eyes downfield. At times when he should run <laughs> – he tries to throw, and he throws incomplete passes. I feel for Zach. I don't know what the answer is going to be for Zach and how he's going to get back on the right track. But it really begs the question, how much money should the New York Jets organization had paid John Beck to keep him in New York? Because Zach was actually playing fairly well when John was there. Okay, And you can chalk it up to whatever you want. You know, late in the late in the year, I felt like you know he he played uh, was playing better. Um, you know, last year I believe around this time, okay, this was 2021 season. Well, this wasn't a great stat line either. <laughs> Maybe he hasn't been playing well at all. This has been bad. This has not been good at all. And I do I, I, naturally you want to defend Zach and you want to throw Lafleur under the bus and say you can't call plays for Zach. But Zach, now we have enough objective data to say Zach is just not performing well. He's not performing mentally. He's not performing physically. And everyone is going to attack him. Uh, this is uh, Coach Salah post game discussing the future of Zach Wilson. Robert, if, if Mike's not cleared, are you prepared to go to Zach uh, in Seattle? Again, we got we got time, Al. I'm. Uh, I don't. I don't have those answers for you yet. Not to be be overly dramatic or anything, but Zach, just watching Zach and talking to him after the game, he seems like a quarterback that's completely lost his confidence. Um, You know, how 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 can you trust him to go out there again this season, which is kind of where he's at? It it seems like he just needs a kind of a a mental break from all this. that's a that's a good question. Uh, again, we got time, but uh, confidence is a big deal. It's confidence for coaching, confidence for players, confidence uh, in our in our in, in your own individual self. But uh, um, you know, I do know that he he works his tail off, and um, and and I'm with you. It's uh it's a tough thing to try to overcome, but but um, it doesn't take much to flip confidence. Um, he just needs to get on a little run, just a couple of things happened go his way and felt like that was happening in the first half of the Detroit game where he he had a really nice first half uh guys were there was a lot of confidence finished the half strong in a two-minute drive with a goal ball on a back shoulder on a uh, or a, a scout on the uh uh the two-man but uh um we, we've got to help him we're not going to quit on him uh we've got to do our best and that's for every player in our locker room we, we you know as long as they're wearing a Jets logo we're going to pour our hearts and souls into them and do everything we can to help them Okay, uh, I just sent you a clip from LaFleur, the offensive coordinator, uh, discussing Zach Wilson, um, and I want to play that as well. Essentially, he states it wasn't just Zach Wilson. It was an entire offense, starting with me going down to the rest of the coaches. It wasn't good enough from all levels. Now, if I'm going to play devil's advocate, some people – okay, so let, let's listen to this Coach LaFleur discussing Zach Wilson. What did you see from Zach last night? What do you think um, the biggest issue was? Yeah, it wasn't just Zach. It was just us as an uh, entire offense, starting with me, 
going down to the rest of the coaches. Um, it obviously wasn't good enough uh, from all levels. Uh, couldn't get a run game going. Had five penalties in the first half. Um, execution fundamentals, everything was off. And, and again, that starts with me. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. There you go. Everyone's taking responsibility. Um, from the top down right now. They're trying to protect Zach because they don't want to ruin a quarterback that they've invested so much in. They see the talent. He can chuck it. He can do some things. I, I do question whether or not um, you know, we should make maybe some changes in inclement weather. He needs to figure out if he's if the ball is floating on him, if he's not able to grip and rip it, uh, if he's uh, struggling with like kind of like tack on the football in you know, in a uh, in a, a very cold environment or very wet environment, it is unfortunate that he's had to compete in these environments. Then you have to change it up. Uh, Tom Brady learned that in New England on the East Coast that he needed to wear a glove. He needed to wear a glove throwing the football, and uh, that's what he did. And there are other quarterbacks that do that, and maybe that's what Zach needs to do because I saw Zach step up. Scramble, scramble, step up into the pocket and try to throw a 55-yard pass, which he can do, and the ball fluttered and slipped out of his hand. And it hung up high and came down almost in the arms of a, of a Jackson, ja- Jacksonville Jaguar defender. Luckily, Corey Davis became a defender, knocked it out of his hands, and uh, but that should have been a pick. But that's a throw he can make. So maybe it has to do with creating a little bit more tack on his hand. I don't know if that's through glove. I don't know if that's just uh, if there's something else he can do, but uh, I'd be looking at all options right now. And you better understand, you know, the the environment in which you're playing in, because I've seen now two consecutive games in which uh, which in which Zach Wilson doesn't even look like he knows how to throw a football at times. And the ball's uh, not on time. It's going into the ground. It's floating on him. And the only thing I can think of is he's learning how to throw. He's a West Coast kid that, yeah, played in Utah. But, I mean, you know, East Coast weather, it's unique, man. It's different. It's just different. It's different. So we're going to go to break. Chime in on it. Uh, BYU fans feeling like, uh, like that may be the last we've seen of Zach Wilson in, uh, in New York. Uh, BYU fans, uh, I asked the question, how would you evaluate the Zach Wilson saga with the New York Jets? Uh, Cougar Movement says, rank comparison. Oh, goodness gracious. Uh, D-Spaz, I don't even want to read that. Uh, 
Cougar movement is getting into some weird stuff. Uh, Deez says, give him a season or two behind a real quarterback as a backup, and his ceiling is still going to be high when he takes the rain, reins again. So, yeah, maybe you just want him to be a backup and just learn from a guy. Uh, it's, it, I think that's one of the things we're going to talk about with John is, you know, John was thrown into the fire early on and struggled, and then he was labeled uh, whatever he was labeled in the NFL. And I'm I'm concerned that Zach's going to be labeled, and uh, they're just going to move on from the entire league's going to move on from him after this this rookie contract is up. Something to keep an eye on. Joey Nielsen says year one rookies make mistake, not a great uh, not a great team injury. Zach seemed to improve as the season progressed. Year two better team offensive line injuries, uh, start of season injury. I think that injury got in his head, limited mobility, pressure ultimately got to him, lost confidence of team sad he needs a new team everyone wants him out there blake goodfellow says so far he, th- he thinks he's a bust uh we got dumpster fire people out there would be nice if he had an offensive line not great bob yeah they got some issues right now they got to figure out but mike white has looked better at times strevler he was able to at least s- sustain a drive i'm not saying he's the answer by any means but they have to find some answers maybe it's flacco right now and uh, Zach Wilson learning from Flacco. We're going to go to break. Coming up next, question of the day, poll of the day. We're going to delve into BYU basketball, play some sound bites from Mark Pope and others post game. What a victory. What a game. BYU comes out triumphant over the wild, uh, the Wildcats of Weber State. Uh, Weber State 5 and 8, 2 and 5 in away settings, but, uh, uh, but that was still a solid win. 63 57. Let's celebrate it. Coming up next, this is Cougar Sports on ESPN 960. Just like the Cougar football team, Ben Criddle was built, not born. And since 2009, he's built himself into the go-to source on the radio and online for all things BYU. This is Cougar Sports with Ben Criddle on ESPN 960 and ESPN960sports.com. Welcome back, Cougar Sports, ESPN 960. This is Cougar Country. I'm Ben Criddle broadcasting live from our Wasatch Medical Clinic. WasatchMedicalClinic.com studio. Stop living with ED. Live without it today at Wasatch Medical Clinic. WasatchMedicalClinic.com. It is time uh, for a question of the day, poll of the day. But uh, before we get into that, shout out to Led Zeppelin, bringing us back from the break. What a song. A little black dog, baby. Uh, getting you ready for Christmas Eve. What else? Rocking out, jamming out to Led Zeppelin. Gets you ready for Christmas. Uh, and I love it. KSL.com's uh, very own Sean Walker by my side. Gavin Lee on the social. We got Bryce Larson behind the glass. But uh, band of the day, Led Zeppelin. Zeppelin, brought to you by RoyalArmyBrand.com. BYU Swagger to buy fans for fans. Stay loyal to the Royal. Rep the Why the Right Way. Purchase all your BYU licensed apparel at RoyalArmyBrand.com. Stay loyal to the Royal and uh, rep the Why the Right Way. All right, so. I know it's not a traditional Christmas band, but is there ever, ever a bad time for Robert Plant, Jimmy Page, and the sultry, sultry jump, drum tones of John Bonham? Never. There's never a bad time, right? Never a bad yeah. time. Always a good right. time. Just wanted, to, just wanted to make sure. Just yes, to indeed. Um, Shout out to the Zeppelin. So, what a game last night. Great job by this Cougar BYU basketball team. They're 10-5 and five right now, 7-1 at home, keeping that, uh, that, that home winning streak alive right now. Love what I saw last night. Weber State is a team on the rise, and you got a dub, uh, a gritty dub, only shooting uh, six of uh, your six of twenty-four from the three-point line, eighty-five percent from the charity stripe. That was a game saver, and then thirty-eight point five percent from the field. I was very much impressed by Noah Waterman. 
Uh, he was my preseason impact player. I thought the potential was high, and I'm beginning to see the potential reveal itself. Mark Pope architecting, Co- Cody Figure developing, and uh, Noah Waterman finally finding his stroke from the outside. And that height, that length, he's got some athleticism as well. He's played decently defensively, he's had some games with multiple blocks, and we're starting to see what his potential can be like if he finds his confidence, finds his sweat. Noah Waterman, the Detroit Mercy player transfer, he, he's never been the guy. He's never been able to uh, have that confidence instilled in him to be the dude, and you're seeing this gradual progression of Noah Waterman, uh, the six foot eleven, two hundred pound, two hundred ten pound junior out of Savannah, New York. He's an upstate New York guy that just. He was a late bloomer mm-hmm. and ended one up at Detroit division, Mercy. Yeah, one of his only Division One offers coming out of high school was nearby Niagara. Then he transferred to Detroit Mercy, yeah. now on to BYU. And he's really kind of starting to find his own. I mean, the thing that's impressed me the most about Noah Ben is, yeah, he's finding his shot. Yeah, he's getting confidence in that. That's important. He's a shooter at the end of the day. But he stepped into a really tough position with that knee injury to Spencer Johnson. Started the last couple of games, really filling some very nice minutes. Had a season-high 29 minutes last night against Weber State. Uh, but this kid's 6'11", 210 pounds, and really needs to be a bigger presence, a more physical presence on the glass specifically because mm-hmm. BYU's strength is going to come rebounding the ball. Obviously, we know about Fusani Traore. We know about Atiki Ali Atiki. We know what Gideon George and even Spencer Johnson, when he's healthy, yes. can do rebounding the ball. Even the guards go up and uh, do their best Kawhi Leonard impersonation. You know, Boardman gets paid. But with that length and that size out of Noah Waterman, he needs to be better on the boards. And last night, he was that. Uh, tied his season high with eight rebounds, mm-hmm. most of them on the defensive glass. Absolutely huge. That was the third time in... Or sorry, the fourth time in in the last six games, he's had at least five rebounds, killing it. And that I think that's what BYU needs out of Noah Waterman. Like, yes, they need his shot. Yes, they don't want to prevent him from from shooting threes. He was two of five from three point range. That's fine. I mean, multiple three pointers a game. That's that's what you need out of that spot. But they need some production on the glass, and he's really buying in on that end of the court, which I think was really impressive. Because uh, a team, by the way, a Weber State team that. I know BYU fans are going to go, well, it's just Weber State. They've never beat BYU in Provo. This was a Weber State team that was top 10 nationally in defensive rebounding uh, percentage, according to Ken Palm. One of the best rebounding teams in the country. BYU kept them off the glass. They only had five offensive boards. I think two put-back baskets, if I remember correctly. I need to go double-check that, but somewhere in there. Um, And that's, that's really, really good, like, Board men get paid all the time, and BYU had a lot of dudes getting paid last night against the Wildcats. Foose and Noah led the way. Foose had a team-high 17 points, three blocks. Uh, Waterman had 14 points, eight rebounds, helping uh, the Cougars triumph over the Wildcats, 63-57. And uh, we'll get into some sound bites here momentarily, but really impressed by Noah's stroke from the outside. We're going to need that to stretch the floor. Jackson Robinson, uh, you know, we've seen like these – uh, these ebbs and flows between Jackson Robinson, also a- another transfer, uh, Rudy Williams as well. Um, he's been very good over the last few games. But um, 
I think everyone's kind of finding, hopefully, their role as we enter into West Coast Conference play, and that's what you hope for. It's imperative that that Noah Waterman, Rudy Williams, Jackson Robinson all find uh, their their place within this offense, and uh, hopefully they can continue to kind of, uh, we call it on the golf course when we're playing uh, a little maybe match play with some friends, a little ham and egg, a little peanut butter, jelly, uh, you know what I mean? Uh, just uh, do what you got to do yeah. to get a W. Some guys need to lift where they stand. Uh, and uh, and then other times uh, they, they, they have to fill a, a primary role on this basketball team. If I had told you, and this is a pure hypothetical, I don't know if you can transport yourself back into the shoes of Ben Criddle, some couple weeks ago um so maybe it's impossible to really to truly answer honestly but if i had told you in the moments after or even in the day after that home loss to utah valley that byu would end non-conference play with a 10 and 5 record and wins over creighton dayton utah and the only team in america that's beaten utah state Mm -hmm. would you have taken that yeah, I think that's pretty uh, good non-conference run. Yeah, you right? just don't want to lose to South Dakota and Utah Valley University. Right, sure, right? sure. There's the South Dakota but, loss. There's the UVU loss. You can't you can't erase those entirely. Mm-hmm. That UVU loss might not be bad by the end of the year, though. The Wolverines right now are nine and four. Just barely knocked off. Uh, just got a road win at Oregon. They got a huge conference opener next yep. week against Sam Houston State. The WAC, which very quietly has uh, one, two, three, four, five. I think six Power Five wins among their top four teams right now, like putting themselves in position to potentially get multiple bids in the NCAA tournament. So by the end of the year, that UVU loss, yeah, it's not good. Like, it's it's losing on your home court to a cross-town rival. It's never good. Mm-hmm. But it might not look bad by the metrics by the end of the season uh, with what Mad Dog is doing up in Orem. And I just really like the way the BYU has rebounded from that moment. They made some changes. They moved around the starting lineup. Rudy Williams, that you mentioned, has been so good off the bench, uh, really finding his role and just motivated as as all be. Mm-hmm. And again, they're doing those little things, going after the extra rebound, cutting down on turnovers. Uh, Dallin Hall was nine assists and no turnovers the other night against Lindenwood. I think he had Four, yeah, he had four last night, uh, so a little bit of a step back against Weaver State. But for the most part, he's he's like he's keeping the ball safe, secure, and running that offense, which is really impressive to do for a first-year freshman. I just I really like the way this team rebounded from what was probably the lowest point of the season, those back-to-back losses against the Coyotes and the Wolverines. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think they're starting to figure some things out heading into conference play. Speaking of rebounding, uh, they out-rebounded Weber State 39-27. to That was a big... Uh, it was a big boost, uh, especially on the offensive rebounding side of the, the side of things. Eleven offensive rebounds to only five offensive rebounds for Weber State. All right, let's get into some sound bites post game. Uh, Noah Waterman, this was his opening statement. Yeah, uh, so today's game was uh, pretty good. I think we did really good um, holding them at the three point line. They're like one of the hottest teams right now in the country at the three, and I think we kind of shut them down there. Uh, didn't really give too many up. Um, and then the biggest play of the game, I think, is G coming coming up with that rebound at the end of the game. Like, we needed that. And he just came through and got up. There's four people around him. Snagged that. So that was big time by G. But overall, I think we had a good game. There you go. Noah Waterman talking. About, the reason why I like Noah is you can tell he's just happy to be at BYU. He's extremely humble. Um has as I mentioned, he's never been given the opportunity to be the guy, to be the dude, to be the go-to guy. And I think 
gradually they're bringing him along as a, you know, initially start him off the bench, start to give him a few more minutes, and he's building confidence. And I think all of us see the upside, see the potential of this young man. He could be huge for BYU. Rudy coming into his own, fulfilling his role. Uh, Jackson Robinson finding – they're starting to gel. They're starting to mesh. They're starting to get some chemistry, and that's what I'm excited about. And, and Noah Waterman came in, remember, with multiple years of eligibility remaining, so he didn't necessarily come in to be the guy this Yeah, year. true. Like, in a lot of ways, he's played a couple years in college basketball, so he's technically an, an upperclassman, but in a lot of ways, he's kind of an, uh, an underclassman still. He's still learning his role, learning how he fits into the system, and just sort of figuring things out in a new environment right there. Next year where, is where he's – probably expected to be a little bit more of the guy. So if you can gradually ramp up to where you're, he's really firing next year, I think that's what coaches want the most out of Noah. How were you able to shut down their three-point shooters? Um, so uh, with the one practice we had and then um, pregame, we really just focused on um, their, two, their two shooters mostly because they were shooting 50, both shooting 50%. So we were like, we can't really help in gaps too much when they're in the corner, so we got to stunt and get back to the corner. Um, but overall, it was just that one practice we had, we just locked down and focused um, focused on three-point shooters the whole practice. And uh, you could see it out on the court today. And Dylan is shooting you know, 29% for three, but he made a couple tough ones today. Um, one of the things I thought I was super proud of the guys doing that we talked about a lot was this idea of guarding their yard. And so one of the... The hard things for us is, is, you know, we've struggled guarding the three-point line a lot because we're getting into rotations. We're just getting into rotations all the time so willingly. And so um, we've made a huge emphasis, and these guys really responded tonight by keeping guys in front of them so we're not forced rotations. So the threes that guys get are more threes off the dribble. Like Dylan made a huge three off the bounce, a step back, right, which we're going to have to live with that. But if we can limit the drive and kick threes where guys are set and it's a catch and shoot, and we have to limit that by slowing down rotation. So I thought the guys were great tonight at guarding their yard. It was the number one point of emphasis. I thought they did a good job. There you go. That's uh, Mark Pope, Noah Waterman, uh, discussing how they were able to limit the Weber State Wildcats to 25% from the three-point line. Nice effort defensively closing out on those shooters who had been shooting. They were red hot uh, up until this BYU game at the Marriott Center. Now, what what uh, are you guys focusing heading uh, focusing on heading into the game to to dominate the glass versus Weber State? Yeah, definitely. We we definitely focus on rebounding too because um, they're also a really good offensive and defensive rebounding team. They were kind of like Creighton. Coach Coach pointed out, like, this is going to be a game like Creighton. Creighton's one of the best rebounding teams, like, in the country, and they're, they're up there too. So, um, yeah, we just focus on rebounding a lot. And um, we did a good job, you know. We're a great rebounding team. It all just comes down to just our effort. Some games we're not a great rebounding team, and that's because we don't put the effort in. And Coach just talks about that all the time, just put effort in and – We'll be good. How about Noah with eight rebounds today, man? Come on, baby. Let's go. People said Noah couldn't rebound when he came here. This dude's putting on a, sh- a clinic rebound. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, I'm sorry, just just for your notes. So um, Weber is the number nine uh, defensive rebounding percentage team in the country, in the entire country. So if you need that. Hey, there you go. They, they, like you said, BYU overachieved in this game from a rebounding standpoint, and that's why uh, one, it was one of the main critical pieces to their win. So uh, what have you guys done well to be able to extend this five-game winning streak? Um, I think it comes down to 
rebounding, guarding our yard, and then we've been playing with a lot more pace. Like the beginning of the season, uh, we struggled with our thrust because I think it just came down to the chemistry. We were trying to learn chemistry a lot. Um, but in these past games, when we played Creighton, our last game and this game, I think our, our thrust was really good. And that just gets um, open shots for, for the team, really, because we're just putting pressure on the defense a lot. So that's what I think the, the keys are. You know, one of the one of the really telltale signs for us is just how we're protecting the ball. And Noah has, has become like one of the best protect the ball guys on our team. He was a three one tonight. I think he went four straight games without a turnover. Um, and he's, he's actually being really aggressive with the ball. He's playing off two feet right now. So us controlling the ball and valuing the ball has been super important. We certainly we're not error free. We got a lot of room to grow, but the fact that we're moving from like the 20s, 1s, 22s, 23s down to the 12, 13, 14, 15s has been a huge, uh, a huge thing for us also. And we're getting you know, our guys are understanding more kind of what our search is offensively and how we're trying to get there. Um, and, and we're barely in the infancy stages of doing that, too. But but they've made significant progress. <laughs> Look, he's not turning the ball over. He's averaging 18.4 minutes per game, only 1.1 turnover per game. So he's got the, the ball control down. He's only averaging 6.5 points per game. Not all that much, but he's shooting 44% from the three-point line and 44% from the field. Now, more, more often than not, he's only taking three-point shots. I, I, I want to see him get more looks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you see that efficiency. You see that he's not turning the ball over. And you want to give him more looks. Yes, within the offense, but uh, he can be a dude. He can be a guy for this Cougar offense, I think. Mark, uh, Mark Pope, you guys have been able to score a lot of points over this win streak. How important was it to get a win in a different way against Weber State? Um, I think it's important. And, I th- you know, Weber is Weber's on fire right now. They're shooting the ball great. They're playing at a high level. They just are coming off an epic win. And, you know, I've experienced that with, with teams before, you know, when I was at UVU, we had some huge wins, and then you kind of carry that momentum in the next game, and it's pretty exciting. And one of the things that's carried them, even though they're shooting the ball so well, they've just they've just dialed in on their defensive effort. They're switching a lot. They're really, really physical. They have some length. They got some real size inside, and so. Um, so this was good for two ways. One, it was great for us to grind out a win, which is super important. Like to. Just, you know, we're, right now we're trying to learn how to win, and this was a really important win for us. But also, it exposed us in some ways where we're going to have some really good film. It's, it's very much felt like, as you veteran guys know, it's very much felt like three or four teams in the WCC, where it just turns into a slugfest, and there's not a lot of help, and the game's super, super physical. And so this is a real gift for us to, like, tear up this film like you know pick it to pieces and really use it as a teaching experience for our guys in terms of like what pace means um and so this was a huge this was a huge it's great to learn and win at the same time um but our guys grew through the course of this game and and we're going to grow a lot in the aftermath of this game there you go that's uh noah waterman and mark pope any thoughts any commentary i really like one of the last things parts that uh coach pub talked about right there is is a lot of fans are going to look at this and they're going to go oh a home game against we were say we were say it's sub 500 on the year like what does it really matter this is a team that was finding itself very well under first year coach eric duff and uh and has a very good player in all big sky preseason selection dylan jones very good rebounding team like we've touched on a whole bunch over and over again a team that likes to shoot the ball 
uh, from three very well. And when they shoot from three, they are successful. It's just finding that consistent clip that's been a little bit difficult for the Wildcats. But they're finding themselves in a little in a lot of ways. They had a three-game win streak snapped coming into with that loss in the Marriott Center. And this, maybe most importantly, felt like a WCC game. There was a lot about this Weaver team that reminded me – yeah, not not of like Gonzaga or even sure. St. Mary's, even San Francisco, you know, the very top of the league. But they reminded me of how BYU is going to look going in, into games against Pacific, Santa Clara, San Diego, Portland. Um, they played a very similar style of play where they've got one or two really good players, try to feed the hot hand on the night, and then just make those effort plays try to rebound the wall well, do the little things to to try to just grind out wins. BYU figured out that they can grind out a win against a team like that. And I think that's going to be really important for the non-conference finale, now turning their attention into West Coast Conference play, which, again, based off of where this team was a couple weeks ago, mm. was kind of where this team was angling for anyways. They're going to make their bay, they're going to make their hay in, in the WCC, like that's sort of going to determine where they wind up at the end of the season, if they're a postseason team, yada, 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 all that good stuff. Uh, so I, I just, I like the look that they gave and the look that they showed and getting a win was also a nice byproduct. No doubt about it. Sean Walker, KSL.com, by my side. Gavin Lee on the social. Bryce Larson behind the glass. Uh, that was our question of the day. Brought to you by Ruby's Inn. Ruby'sIn.com. Go to Ruby'sIn.com forward slash 960. Get 20% off your stay at Bryce Canyon National Park, the wonder of the West. Hike, bike, razor, horseback, ride through them hoodoos of Bryce Canyon. You will not be disappointed in making memories with friends and family members. Uh, chime in on that question of the day, though. It's still open to you. want to hear from you. What did you like uh, about the win last night uh, over Weber State? Uh, T, uh, TRG says, didn't give up lead uh, didn't give up lead and lose they stayed up in the driver's seat that's what they needed to do as the better team political conservative says we are starting to see the emergence of a third option and score on offense i agree with you there number two we are definitely seeing progress and improvement this team is getting better every uh every game right before our eyes the more they play together they get used to each other love that simply that it was a w says matthew blackburn i love to win Every win matters no matter what. We're going to go to break. Coming up next, let's talk about stats. This is Cougar Sports. you got a fun staff for us, don't you? Okay, we're going to get oh, that I got stat. a couple. I got okay, a we couple. got some stats for you. What are they? Tease us. Zach Wilson stats? Uh, yeah, they got to do with Zach Wilson. We're going to compare Zach Wilson's first 22 starts to a couple of players okay, all right, in I like the that. NFL. Some good, some bad. I may mm. I may turn it into a little bit of a game. I don't know. We'll mm. see. It depends on how much time we have in the segment. I like it. Yeah. Appreciate that. All right, let's talk about stats. Coming up next, this is Cougar Sports on ESPN 960. Come on. Let's talk about stats, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that make me. Let's talk about stats. Let's talk about Welcome back, Cougar Sports, ESPN 960. This is Cougar Country. I'm Ben Criddle, broadcasting live. 
from our Wasatch Medical Clinic, WasatchMedicalClinic.com studios. Stop living with ED, live without it today at Wasatch Medical Clinic, WasatchMedicalClinic.com, SeanWalkerKSL.com, by my side. We're going to talk about stats, and it's brought to you by Orthopedic Pros of Utah, OrthoPros of Utah. What do we do at OrthoPros of Utah? We specialize in conservative management of pain and rehabilitation, injury prevention, post-operative care, keeping you moving and grooving. Motion is the best medicine. We do it through orthopedic and sports medicine devices, braces, supports, compression wear, cold therapy, neuromuscular electrotherapy, bone growth stimulation, red light uh, therapy, DVT prophylaxis, mobility devices, and more. Contact us today. We can help you out with your pain, uh, with your rehabilitation, with your injury prevention. 801-400-5318. That's 801-400-5318. Orthopros of Utah. Orthoprosofutah.com. All right, what stats do you have for us? By the way, I almost want to play a couple of sound. Stephen A. Smith is done. As a native New Yorker, I don't know if you care about that congregation. He's, he's yeah. done with that. Zach he's Wilson. done with Zach Wilson. Connor yeah. Hughes uh, made the declaration that uh, he's done. Yep. With uh, with Zach Wilson, the fans are done with Zach Wilson. Whatever. A we'll lot see of what happens. Are done with Zach All Wilson. it would Wilson take is for Zach Wilson to come off the bench in a game and like lead you to victory. Like, all right, there it is. I knew it all along. It's been there. He got his confidence back. You got to win. You, it's all. It's a production base. Yeah. It is a pure and utter meritocracy. It, it doesn't matter. It's amazing what winning will do to embattled quarterbacks in the NFL, whether they're good or not in those wins, just winning. Like, what, as, as the immortal Al Davis used to say, just win, baby. Uh, and the, like, winning cures so many L's in the modern Gotta NFL. win. Gotta win. Yeah. Well, uh, there's a few well, that, quarterbacks that have not won in their first 22 starts. True. Number 22 uh, is the number. 22 starts for Zach Wilson. Not great stats for Zach. How does he compare to others, yeah, though? Give and, us the stats, and then how and, does he compare? And here's the thing. like, I I do think maybe Zach Wilson's time in New York is done because his first 22 career starts obviously haven't been great. He's 8-14 and 14 as a starter with a 65.5 passer rating, 16 passing touchdowns and 27 interceptions, averaging 6.2 yards per attempt. Wait. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, no. Hold on. Nope. That's not Zach Wilson. Sorry. I'm reading off the stats for one Alex Smith, mm. another former top 10 quarterback gotcha. in the NFL draft through his first 22 career starts. Those are his career stats. Wow. So I think Alex rebounded pretty well, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's look at Zach. Zach, very similar, though, actually. 8-14, again, as a career starter mm-hmm. through 22 career starts. 70.9 passer rating. 15 passing touchdowns, 18 interceptions, slightly fewer, and 6.44 yards per attempt. So right about the same as one Alex Alexander Decimus Smith, former Utah star, uh, number one overall draft pick, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. This one courtesy of Thick Data 4. He's a Utah fan on Twitter. Threw this one out there. He really only said this because I'll just read it straight off of his thread. He said, I, I say this for Utah fans that are piling on Zach Wilson because you may want to pump the brakes on all the NFL bust or waste of a draft pick mm. takes. There have been plenty of guys who have rebounded from poor starts in their NFL careers, and Zach Wilson might be one of them. He really might be. Like, I'm not saying he will be. I'm not saying he won't be. I'm just saying it's like it's really impossible to tell what he becomes because here's another comparison that we can make. All right, you ready for this one? I told you I had a, a couple, Ben. How about this one? Through the first 22 starts of their career, 3,477 yards, 16 passing touchdowns, 15 interceptions, a 52% completion rating. Zach's at 55.2%, by the way, and a 70.8 passer rating. Again, very similar stats to Zach Wilson, very similar stats to Alex Smith. 
could go one of two ways, right? Mm-hmm. But this is none other than former Oakland Raiders standout. I'm using standout mm-hmm. in, in air quotes. I know you can't see that on the radio. Jamarcus Russell. Yes. So one of two passes that can go down right now. Is he going to be the next? Can he be the next Alex Smith? Again, who had a very good career, even if he struggled in 22 starts. Or is he going to flame out like Jamarcus Russell? I think. Uh, what's what's the line from the Robert Frost poem? Two two roads di- diverge mm-hmm. in a road, and I I chose the one less traveled by. Which road is Zach Wilson going to take? I think that's I think that's the question we should be asking, uh, rather than whether or not Zach is truly an NFL bust or an all time NFL bust right now. Love the stats. That's our stats of the day. Brought to you by OrthoPros of Utah. OrthoPros of Utah dot com. I want to ask you this question to kind of fi- uh, to round out this segment. Um, where would you love to see Zach Wilson become a backup quarterback in the NFL? Which team and why? Is it San Francisco? Is it Kansas City under uh, behind? Sit behind Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, you know what I mean? Like you Some know, athletic comparisons between where, where, the two? where would you like to see him go? I, I mean, I wanted the Falcons. I wanted him to find a way to our resident Falcoholic, Bryce, Bryce Larson's favorite team, the uh, Atlanta Falcons, when he got drafted originally. I thought that would have been a really good landing spot. For Zach, I still think to an extent it is, although they've obviously rebuilt their quarterback room a little bit. We talked about it at the top of the show. I do think there's some nuance to that discussion now, a year and a half later, mm. versus when Zach was drafted. But I don't think it would be a terrible room for him to enter at the moment. I think San Francisco's certainly up there. Um, I'm a native Phoenician. I grew up in Phoenix, uh, and uh, I what I I think he could do some things in the Arizona Cardinals room. Now I know the Cardinals as an organization are kind of a dumpster fire right now. Mm. But going to an organization like that where he doesn't really have any expectations can maybe even, you know, figure things out with an organization that also needs a lot to figure out uh, but doesn't have the expectations of a New York fan base because let's keep it real Ben. It's not just that Zach's been bad for the last several starts. That is true. It's not just that New York's offense has been very mediocre since Brees Hall was injured. That's all true. It's not just on the coaching staff. It's also on a New York fan base that's extremely emotional, can be very volatile at times, and is very quick to give up on players, not just quarterbacks, but especially quarterbacks. It's a really tough place to bring a rookie into. And Zach pushed that aside with a pretty good rookie year, but now he's seeing the true hostility of a New York fan base. And I think that's, again, not all of the problems, but some of the problems. Yes, he hasn't been good. Yes, the coaching staff hasn't utilized him right. Yes, New York's offense has really gone downhill since losing some big-time running backs. That's all true. And it does feel like a waste of a very, very good defense. But there are a lot of things around the Zach Wilson drama that I think we need to keep in mind when making snap judgments about the rest of his potential NFL career. We're going to go to break. Coming up next, John Beck will join us, and we'll delve into some uh, Zach Wilson discussion with him. Uh, why is Zach struggling? And uh, is uh, is New York the ending spot for Zach? I mean, is it better for him to maybe sit behind a Mike White and just be a backup quarterback right now? Was he thrust to the fire a little bit too soon in, a career, in his career? We'll discuss next here on your Cougar Sports Insider Radio Network, ESPN 960.